I'm a fancy horse. <laughs> well, I do <knew> that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 39 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Miguel Garza. What is happening? What's happening? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we have my lovely wife, Heather. Hey, guys. What's happening? What's happening? (laughs) And then we have a special guest, Heather Antos. What up? (laughs) Nice. She has more energy than you. (laughs) (laughs) That's just because I've been sitting in traffic. That's what happened. I was sitting there with you. Yeah. And we didn't play a game of racist bastard either. Not today. I know. (laughs) Too tired. (laughs) Well, let's talk some comics from this week. What were your top two, Miguel? Uh, Well, uh, number two was Shutter number six. Awesome book. That one's being written by Joe Keening and drawn by Layla DeLuca. Mm hmm. This book had everything, yo. <laughs> and at all, I'll tell you. It was crazy. There's a fox. There's a, I don't know what you call the other thing. There was a triceratops and it was a dragon. <laughs> Come on, what else could you ask for? It was just, it was just totally awesome. It was great. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> that, that's your synopsis of the issue? The book was freaking <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> I agree. It was actually my number one pick. It's the story of this girl who's an adventurer. Uh, she grew up as an adventurer and then moved away from that lifestyle and tried to become a more mundane person doing photography and you know just living her life. But then one day, all these people started showing up trying to capture, kill her. Crazy stuff was going on. And as time went by, she found out that it was her siblings that she didn't even know she had. Well, you that, forgot to mention that she did all this traveling with her father. He right, took she, everywhere. She did all this traveling with her father when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, she's basically just trying to live her normal life. But all these people start coming after her. And it's just been one issue after another where crazy stuff's been going on. And she's trying to figure out all these things about her, her family history and about her brothers and sisters who she doesn't know. And the reveals just keep getting more and more interesting. And it's just such a fascinating book. I really like it. And her father was a player. <laughs> Apparently, he has like a ton of kids with different people. But, I'm telling you. Uh, the one sister, the main bad guy at this point, is pretty villainous. I mean, she's evil. Yes, she sure. is. And the people she sends after her in this particular issue are... Not really bumbling idiots, but they're completely unprepared for what they're up against because uh, she definitely puts up a fight. Yeah, you know, she doesn't want to be around with her siblings, didn't really care. It was like a big shock, but she likes the little boy, the younger brother that she has with him right now. Yeah. Uh, she only th- found out about him last issue. Yeah, thanks to the general. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool. And she also has that cat that looks like Felix the Cat, which is really cool, too. So the book is great. It's really it's really cool. And like I said, this episode had, like, freaking everything in it. I mean, the book. It was like, wow. <laughs> so I like, totally, wow, this really got me. You know, I enjoyed the book when we first started reading it. And then for me, it was kind of like, you know, it was just average, you know, going along the way. It was okay. But then this one came out. Yep. So <laughs> that's, I was like, I like it. Have you been reading Shutter, Heather? I have not, no. I um, I'm... I'm really bad right now. I'm super behind on my comics. My comics to read pile is several weeks long right now. I'm too backed up on my own comic projects I'm doing. But uh, it sounds really cool. I do want to pick it up now. So now I'll be behind on one more story. (laughs) (laughs) We hear that from a lot of creators, actually. (laughs) Yeah, they pick up a lot of trades because, you know, they can't get the single issues because they are very busy. I mean, you're busy. We understand that. So. They pick up the trades, and even then, some of them have large stacks of trades. <laughs> no, that's exactly You should see my desk. Actually, you shouldn't. It's awful. It's a mess. <laughs> cool. So, what was your number one book, then? Oh, man. Number one is a... How can I say this? It has a horse. 
and <laughs> I'm going with this. And it's Heather's favorite band guy who does the book. And oh, wrong Heather. <laughs> I, I don't know. It might if it's the one I'm thinking I mean, yeah. of. It's the right Heather. <laughs> exactly. Dude, translucent number six. That's the right Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this book so much. We got when we got the chance to talk to him, Coed, and I can't ever say the name right. Claudio Sanchez. Thank you very much, and his wife Chandra Johnny. Johnny. Well, I always say it wrong. Oh man, it was really nice to talk to them. They were so cool, and the book was really. You know, when it first started, like it's cool. It's got a horse. <laughs> but I did not see what was going to happen here at the end of book six, and I totally, totally freaking love it. I give it the horse stamp of approval. It was such a really good book. Well, I know you're the authority on all things horses. <laughs> <laughs> he got my heartstrings in this one, man. It was really cool what he did, and I thought it was amazing. I have to say, it was my pick of the week, in addition to being your number one. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. The ending came completely out of left field. I had a ton of theories for how this, this was going to wrap up, and this was not what I expected. It, it completely threw me for a loop. I loved it still, though. I mean, it's a perfect ending to this whole hero, villain, which one's the good guy, which one's the bad guy, what are their actual origins story that Claudio and Shani have been telling this whole time. I, I, I absolutely loved it. You know, if, if you have not read this series as we've been talking about it week after week, you definitely need to pick up the trade when it comes out. You're going to love it. Yeah, I think Translucent has been in my top two pretty much any time it's come out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> I know you and me, we argued about it constantly. No, no. The horse is this, and the other, you know, the, the good guy's this, and like, no, <laughs> no, I, I was not expecting that end at all. I'm gonna dress up like the horse too now. He has some pretty cool suits. <laughs> yeah, that, that red and white checkered suit, exactly. It was so cool. You know what it was? And the ascot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fancy horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew that. <laughs> Heather, have you been reading Translucent? Well. Um... Little do you know, I am one of the world's biggest fans of Coit and Cambria. The band itself, I have been to 16 concerts of them. Uh, I wow, we've been to 11. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I stalk them. But uh, no, I, I'm a huge fan of all their work. I read the Omri Wars, Claudio's work on that. And then when I found out about Translucid, you know, I jumped right on that bandwagon. And I think it's such a great story. It's a great exploration of the dichotomy of the relationship between a, uh, a hero and their arch nemesis, their villain. And man, every single issue of this series just has blown me out of the water. I'm so sad it's over. Um, yeah, it's the same way. It's, it's so good. Every single issue, you're like, man, this is the next best thing. And, and, and now it's done. And I feel like there's a hole in my heart. <laughs> we got- totally understand. Yeah. You're, you're my new best friend. Heather Squared. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm naming the episode, Heather Squared. Heather Squared. (laughs) Now, we actually got to interview uh, Claudio and Johnny about the book around issue three, I think it was. Mm -hmm. No, it was issue two. Issue two, yeah. It was pretty awesome to talk to them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I got to interview them at C2E2 as well, and they're they're such great a great couple, great people to talk to. The baby wasn't born yet when we were talking, right? No, it was before the baby. It was before the baby, yeah. We were asking what my number one was. It was actually Wicked and Divine number four, which was being written by Kieran Gillen and drawn by Jamie McKelvey. I think you're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucifer certainly is. <laughs> Man, you love this book. Oh, this book's fantastic. If you've been following along with the story, you know that Lucifer's been in prison since the first issue when somebody killed the judge. It made it look like she did it because she pointed her fingers at him and you know did the gun yeah. motion and his head exploded, which is certainly within her power to do that. Yeah. But she's not actually the one that did it. Somebody framed her or so mm-hmm. we're led to believe. So she's been in prison this whole time, and her friend, who's the rocker, who's been going to all of the concerts and stuff, is seeking out the other gods to try to figure out who is responsible. So she goes and she finds Bale, and Bale is very arrogant and just kind of dickish, and (laughs) 
I mean, he's very self self involved. He has big paintings of himself on the walls. But he does actually lead her to the council, to the rest of the thirteen, and she talks to all of them, and basically comes to the conclusion that even if one of them was responsible for framing her, they're never going to admit to it. So she goes back and tells Lucifer that, and uh, Lucifer makes kind of a rash decision, I guess. Who's <laughs> getting coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a fantastic story. If you haven't been reading it, it's about. These 13 gods that are reborn every 100 years, and they're only allowed to live for two years when they come back to Earth. And they're different gods from different religions, and Lucifer's one of them, Baal's one of them, Hephzibah's one of them. It's too many, I can't keep Bahamut's one of them. Like, it's, it's a lot of different gods from a lot of different religions. And each one of them has their own personality, and they're basically, some of them acknowledge their gods and tell the world their gods and walk among humanity doing miracles and doing whatever the hell they want to do. And other ones kind of keep in the shadows and just do their own thing. But Lucifer is the focus of the story, and her character design is just freaking amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, the way they draw her and how she acts and how her eyes turn red when she's fixing to do some bad stuff. <laughs> it's really cool. It's just too many that you keep track of, but I really do like the book. I mean, I enjoy it, it's, it's, especially when she's in there and she's, like, doing her little boom boom. And it's just, like, obliterates the room. Like, what the hell? Doing her little boom boom? You know, she does like, a little gun, boom boom, you know, whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Have you read that one at all, Heather? Uh, I have not. No, that's another one that I've had several people, uh, you know, re- recommend to me, and it's on the list to check out. But not enough time. <laughs> well, I don't know how we have time to read all this, but we don't happen. <laughs> we don't write comics. No, I do, and we have no life. I mean, I haven't written very much of a comic, but I'm working on one. You're still working on that book. <laughs> I'm still working on that book. <laughs> How's it going, that little Bri- novel? Actually, Brifi posted last week on Twitter and said that. Uh, me talking about it made him feel pretty good about where he was at on his. And I said, why? Because it's taking me so long. And he said, yeah, I'm going to finish way before you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad, man. What was your pick of the week then, Miguel? You're going to love it. Deadly Class number seven. Awesome book. Just crazy, man. Kid Assassins. <laughs> you know who writes it? Rick Remender. Uh-huh. Go ahead and do your spiel because I know you love that man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Deadly Class. It's a fantastic series. And? Thank you. (laughs) So anyways, Deadly Class. um, Story takes place right after where issue six left off. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's still dating Maria. She's nuts. She's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Her ex-convict Hispanic boyfriend got killed. Yes. And nobody knows where to place the blame, but the rest of his gang is looking for blood. And his ex-girlfriend is now with the main character of the story, Marcus. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they have this relationship going, but at every turn, she gets super jealous of every other girl he talks to. She gets very possessive. She's constantly like putting his life in danger. I mean, she shoots an arrow at him just to see if another girl will protect him. And then when the girl does, she's like ready to kill both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's definitely a crazy, crazy girl. He's doing his own thing. He's trying to learn assassin skills, which is what he's there for. But he still doesn't really understand the social aspects of being in that assassin school. And he keeps pushing people's buttons and rubbing people the wrong way. And his friends are basically going to have to step up and look out for him because, you know, he's pissing off the wrong people. Yeah, apparently the girl that's his mentor or whatever, she kind of really does like The one that saved him, she kind of likes him. You know that. Yeah. So there's going to be some some girl fight later. Pro- probably <laughs> so. I definitely see it coming. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about our guest, Heather Antos. Okay. Yes, that's me. <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, she has, uh, she has a Kickstarter going for uh-huh. a new project called Unlawful Good. And I heard I'm, about that. Hope she'll tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Unlawful Good, it's a crime anthology. It features the work of over 40 comic creators from across the globe and 16 eight-page crime-themed stories. And they're pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. (laughs) 
Yeah, currently right now we are doing our own Kickstarter. We're, we're um, the book itself is done, but we are looking for funding to actually print the book. So you know, unlike a lot of other Kickstarters out there, the project is already done. You you don't have to wait you know another year to get your product to get what you're you're funding. You'll get it like within a month or so. So that's really cool. But um, yeah, we've been working on it all summer. It's over 160 pages of full color crime stories. And honestly, I think there's nothing else like it out there right now. And I think there's something in it for everyone. And any comic lover should at least check it out. That sounds really awesome. Can you tell us some, who some of the creators are? Yeah, so there's a collection of creators, both notable and, you know, some more under-the-radar ones out there. Um, Steve Orlando, who we've already talked about, uh, he is on the book himself. He wrote a story called Planet Comics, which features an interplanetary detective and some aliens and some cool stuff like that. Uh for listeners who might not know who Steve Orlando is, he wrote the Image miniseries Undertow, which I believe just released the first trade today. Our yeah. listeners know who Steve Orlando is. Yeah. Okay, well, they better. <laughs> if they don't, they're wrong. Um, also, a uh, fairly notable name on there, Jay Fosgett. He is known for Red Five's collection of Bodhi Troll, which is a fantastic all-ages comic, which you should check out if you haven't. He's also currently... Um, doing the pencils for a couple issues of My Little Pony. So you can see him in upcoming issues of that. Um, we have indie comic creators Brian Visaggio from uh, his series Stronghold. He's in on this. Penciler Scott Larson is in on this, and he does work for Dynamite. He does uh, stuff for, I don't know, names are escaping me. There's 40 creators on this book. It's impossible <laughs> to keep track of everyone's resume at the same time. But uh, there's a lot of cool, cool artists involved in this. Some great writers. You can check it all for yourself. Um, you go to our Kickstarter page. You can go to Kickstarter, uh, search Unlawful Good. Or if you just click on the Comics tab, we're right up front on New and Noteworthy. We're a staff pick, so you can see us that way. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. How did you manage to get everybody together to do this? Um, well, it's a funny story. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, just, you know, I, I stalked people, kidnapped them, you know, and they're all living in my basement. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, um, it was in May, April, earlier this year, I decided I wanted to do this uh, anthology and I wanted to collaborate with as many creators as I as I could reasonably, you know, handle. And I put the call on Twitter, on Facebook, on digital webbing. And within a month, I had over 100 submissions, which was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just I, I, I pared it down to the 16 stories that you have here. I put together the teams and it's been a, a whole summer long process of me working with the creators to create the best crime stories that we could possibly cram together in this one amazing book. I'm curious. I mean, I went through the list earlier and it was kind of what you had on the Kickstarter and everything else. There's a quite a few in there that I'm very interested in. Uh, Unlucky Numbers, The Bulldog's Bite, Planet Comic, and just a few to name. One that really sticks out to me is Curveballs. Curveballs. Yeah, that's a fun one. 
It seems um, it reminds me of another comic we're reading. I felt like when we first talked about it, I was like, dude, I feel like I need to be on something to follow this book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what involved was a guy being on drugs and stuff, I think. Well, Curveball's, that particular panel is probably the most trippy panel that is in the book. But it has to do with all the good stuff about the 70s. So you have, of course, you know, your drugs, you have disco, um, there's baseball. Like, think of every cheesy 70s movie and cram it into one eight-page comic, and that's curveballs. <laughs> well, the thing about that picture that also got me was horse to please is there, Justin. Check it out. Same I, unicorn. <laughs> I knew that's what it was. I saw the unicorn, and I knew you were all over that. <laughs> Even as luck would have it, seems really cool looking. I, I mean, this is something I would definitely pick up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these stories. The creators involved, they're all so, so talented. I'm so honored to be able to work with so many talented people from across the globe. And the coolest part, too, is... You know, when a lot of people think of crime comics, they think of all, you know, you have your crime noir detectives and and that's kind of all what they think of. But that's not all what crime is. Crime encompasses a ton of things. And I feel like we do a really good job of covering the entire genre in Unlawful Good. I mean, we start with pirate stories. There's witch trials. There's grave diggers. There's assassinations. There's, you know, your drugs. Uh, there's detectives. There's vigilanteism. I mean, biker gangs, everything is in this Pete book. Tom? <laughs> what? <laughs> actually, actually. <laughs> He's a looker. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> So how did you come up with the title for the anthology? I well, I'm a I'm a D and D lover at heart. Um, <laughs> I thought you might be. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but no, I I um, started just you know googling and playing around with words and thesauruses and coming up with a list of adjectives that go with crime and the word lawlessness came to mind and so I was playing with that because I really like that and then I think I we me and my group of friends we play Star Wars D and D every week. And I was flipping through the book one day and, you know, Lawful Good came up front and I, as one of the alignments and I was thinking, oh, you know, that's really cool. And then I just was like, well, how can we how can we make this for crime? And so Unlawful Good. And that's where the title came from. It's unlawful, it's crime, but it's good and everyone should pick it up. So therefore, you should all check out Unlawful Good. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, based on you know what we feel about it. Both myself and Justin are probably going to sponsor this Kickstarter. We'll, we'll donate whatever, you know, we'll choose whatever levels it is. We'll call up Steve. Hey, man. <laughs> no, but uh, any other projects you have once this is done? Um, well, I'm currently working on several projects right now. I'm working on a ongoing series called Stronghold with uh, writer Brian Visaggio and artist Kevin Roberts. I've actually um, got the first issue of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, issue five just came out. It's the first issue that I was a part of that I edited. We just finished it. It'll be released on Comixology, I think, in two weeks. And its actual print debut will be at New York Comic Con. Check us out. What, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a really cool, like, vigilante, space age. I don't know. It's kind of like District 9-esque. There's a lot of cool. There's aliens. There's crime. There's mechs if you're into Power Rangers. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on with that. A lot of conspiracy and fun stuff. Um, so come, It must have come a long way from the first issue because the first issue basically only took place in the prison. Yeah, no, it's there's there's a lot of cool stuff going on. You definitely should check uh, check it out and uh, catch up on Stronghold. <laughs> now <laughs> it sounds like yeah. 
gone all over the place. I think it's the cool. trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have uh, the trade, uh, the chains for issues one through three. That's out. Issue four is available in Comixology, and issue five will be in a couple weeks. And then on a on a different front, I'm working with writer Mario Candelaria and artist Nathan Schreiber, uh, Ashley St. Lawrence, and David Ganjami on a comic flip book called Epilogue which is kind of more of the hopeless romantic comics, which that's debuting at New York Comic Con as well. And it has to do with two lovers from a decade ago meeting again in the future and kind of reliving their past in like five minutes and kind of like, you know, how they each have changed since they've seen each other, which I think is really interesting because I think it's something that everyone can relate to. Um, Yeah. um, And it's told, it's a flip book. So instead of opening you know, your page is left to right, you're opening, opening it top to bottom. And the first half is told through Garen's point of view, the guy, and the second half is told through Natalie's point of view. But it's the same scene, just back to back told through each person's point of view. Have you ever read a book called Only Revolutions? Yes. Yes, I have. Is it kind of inspired by that? I don't know if Mario uh, got it inspired by that, uh, but I could I could definitely see hints of that involved. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> you comic book nerd! You how did you know that? <laughs> that's not a comic. That's a actually one of my favorite authors, uh, Mark Danieluski, wrote that book. It was oh, kind okay. of a similar thing. Like half the story is about the girl, and half the story is about the guy, and they're from different times. And it's, you know, they're working towards each other from one end of the book to the other. It's kind of cool. I think it's going to be really good. I think I'm going to enjoy that, especially when you're going to open it from the top. That's kind of cool. <laughs> That's yeah. Different. I'm, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> you got me. I'm in. <laughs> you had me in the other book with aliens and prison and all kinds of crazy. I'm down with that, too. <laughs> Comics for everyone. <laughs> no. So do you work anywhere else or is this it? Oh, I, I'm I'm still a I'm still a youngin. I only graduated college last year, so I'm working on the day job front still. But I do freelance comics on the side, so you know I, I work my uh, eight to five like most people, and I come home and I sit on the computer from six to midnight, and I work on comics, and I don't have a social life, but that's okay because I'm <laughs> because I'm doing what I like, you know. <laughs> You accepted my uh, friend request on Facebook. <laughs> I did, yes. yes. Really yeah, Facebook, Facebook. It, Facebook and Twitter is about as out of the house as I get. <laughs> Us too lately. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll go to cons, and then the rest of the time is spent in the house. <laughs> yeah, but cons is work, though. Like, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it, but it's still, you know, part of the job. <laughs> so then you're going to New York Con, right? Yep, New York Comic Con is my next con that I will be at. When is um, that one? Three weeks, uh, October 8th through 12th, or 9th through 12th is the actual con, I guess. That's in New York City, or is it? I'm not too familiar. I'm bad with yep. locations. Yeah, it's in New York City. It's at the Javits Center. Um, it's, you know, it's the country's, I believe it's the country's second biggest con outside of San Diego. Um, kind of closes out the con season. So I'm really excited for it. It's my first time going. Hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of the creators from Unlawful Good will be there. So that will be cool. We can kind of have a, we can all unite and do criminal activities together, I guess. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, I'm impressed that you're, as you put it, a young and then you've got this done. I mean, my co-host over here is still working on his book. Um, <laughs> and everybody keeps giving me shit. <laughs> I only started in January. I think I'm doing okay so far. <laughs> well, what are you What are you working on? What's your book? Come on. Oh, I haven't actually told anybody 
the story yet. It's a sex crime book. Um, <laughs> oh, you should have applied for Unlawful Good. Could have been a part of it. Come on. <laughs> no, it's not a sex crime book. It's a... Well, boo. It's a story about magic and uh, these two brothers. I'm actually going to call the title Brothers. All right. All Hello, right. brother. <laughs> so I'm I'm still working on it, but it's it's going somewhere. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're past page one. I'm past page one. Oh, All right. Then. Page two. <laughs> oh man. You ready to start? How's the little book going? Give you shit for that. I'll the whole time. You know it, man. But again, it's very impressive that at a young age you've accomplished this already. You have met so many people. Who is your favorite artist? Who is your favorite author? Oh gosh, um, it depends on what I'm reading currently. <laughs> Uh, I just, I'm so, I've always been so interested in um, the storytelling process and I, I find it fascinating that we could all live through the exact same experience, but because we're all different people, we're each going to interpret things differently. So that's why I think why I like comics so much is, you know, a lot of stories when you go to the bare bones of it, they're all really kind of similar, but you break it apart and tell it to different people's eyes, you get different interpretations. Currently... Right now, I'll I will buy and read anything that Colin Bunn writes. Right now, I am obsessed with The Empty Man. Oh, um, yes, one of our favorites too. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And if you're not reading it, check it out. If you're a horror fan, check it out. My God, so good. Every issue, so amazing. I don't want it to end. I know it's great. Are you reading DMV's uh, miniseries? <laughs> are you reading? I said the same damn thing. Because like I get attached to these books and like so freaking amazing. Justin's like it's a miniseries. Son of a! I was waiting for that exactly. break. Exactly. <laughs> it just pisses me off. Like I told Steve, really? You're ending it now, Steve? Really? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but uh, are you reading a nail biter? No, I'm not. Not yet. It's, it's a really good horror story. That's a good one. Yeah. Write it down. Add it to the list. Stop doing this to me. <laughs> the spread. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Justin Jordan's another one. It's hard to go wrong with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, his his stuff's really awesome. No, um, but yeah, uh, Colin Bond, pretty much anything he writes, I will pick up. As her favorite artists, uh, gotta give a shout out to Ryan Brown. Love his stuff. God hates astronauts. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. And, you know, and the best part about that, and I, I had a chance to talk with him too at C2E2 about him getting picked up by Image. It's just, it's a fun comic. And you don't have a lot of just simply fun comics anymore. And that's what I love about God Hates Astronaut. It's it's like, yeah, are there stupid jokes? Absolutely, but they're awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have rocket week. silos. How can you go wrong? <laughs> this is the third week we've talked about God Hates Astronauts on the show. That's I awesome. I agree in the cheeseburger. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly, yeah. wacky and so fun. I agree. It's so much fun. Something you don't see from a lot of different... Don't worry. I'll give your book a shout out too. the one I was referencing earlier. We'll talk about Drumheller again. I know how much you love it too. <laughs> Drumheller's fun too, man. <laughs> I told you I feel like I'd be on acid to read that book. <laughs> Maybe you should just start doing acid. No. <laughs> I have no job. <laughs> then you can read Curveballs and it'll all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like Deadpool? I'm going to say you like craziness. Uh, I, am a, I, I am a very big fan of Deadpool. I think I own more Deadpool comics than any other uh, – than any other series, particularly Cullen Bunn's mini series on Deadpool. Mm-hmm. He's done some great stuff with the Killustrated and Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe and all that stuff. 
But yeah, Deadpool's a favorite. What's not to love, man? I know. <laughs> the guy sitting across me is one of the biggest Deadpool people I know. I can't <laughs> tell you, if I could just show you pictures of his office, you'd be like, wow. Yeah, he's <laughs> everywhere. I mean, he owns literally almost every freaking book that has him on the cover or in it, with the exception of a few. I mean, he really does have. If he was to get robbed, he'd probably cry. I would cry. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Deadpool, too, and I'm Cullen Bunn as well. And by the way, I'm going to tweet him to let him know you're stalking him. Oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's he's well aware. That's cool. No, he's amazing. He really is. No, he he's absolutely, yeah. I It's just, it's fascinating to me that some of these guys, you know, like Cullen Bunn, he writes these wacky Deadpool stories, or he's, you know, the work he's doing on Sinestro or Magneto right now. And then he pulls out these great horror stories, like The Empty Man and... And then uh, the sixth gun is great too. His creator owns. I'm excited for the tabletop game that's coming out for that. That should be interesting. But yeah, great stuff. That's right. She's D and D like we are. Yeah. <laughs> you can hardly call us D and D since we've played one time. <laughs> I can't help but your friends are weird. <laughs> so along that lines, you got a funny story for me, man. Well, I, I had to struggle to think of this, but since we've been talking about D and D, I think I'll uh, tell the D and D story. Very nice. <laughs> I think you should. Can I get some sound effects in here? <laughs> All right. So my former best friend. Who's your best friend now? You. Of All course, right. Obviously, <laughs> Heather. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> so we invited him and a few other people over, and we had our D and D game. Uh, something we've been talking about doing for a while, and. I had played a long time ago, all the time, but it had been years since I had picked up a book. So we all got into fourth edition, went and got all those materials, had everybody over. And some people, it was their first time ever playing. Like, I know it was your first time, Miguel. I know it was Will's first time who we had on the show. my first time. It's Heather's. Well, so, I, I played stupid Marvel games kind of like that, but not, you know, it was a long it was time. a virgin D&D. Right. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you were a D&D virgin. Don't look. Hey, whoa. <laughs> so, anyways, my friend comes over and he brings his wife. And... This was the first time we'd really met his wife. We knew that she used to be a stripper, which is... <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no, we had some, some notions about what she might be like when she showed up, but she was nothing like what we expected no. at first. She right. was very nice, very polite. Right. We sat down, we started playing, everybody was having a good time talking. My friend brought over a bunch of alcohol, which I don't really drink at all. Mm -hmm. Heather drinks only a little bit, so we don't ever keep it in the house. Really? Right. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Uh, I'm not a lush. <laughs> So he brought over like a 24-pack of those um, Strawberita things, the, the Bud Light Strawberita things. Mm -hmm. And him and his now wife ended up drinking three-quarters of a case. I think so. <laughs> At least. And they were also drinking Heather's uh, Mysterious Punch, whatever that was. No, I made Appletinis. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. It was green. Anyway. <laughs> it they, was a really fruity, feminine drink, and it just tasted like candy. That's all it was. They, I didn't even put very much alcohol in it. They got plastered. <laughs> And it started disrupting the game, of course. I mean, they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff in the game. And uh, the guy sober next to me was doing crazy stuff in the game. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, everybody was having fun, but they took it a little too far. And it got to the point where his wife was falling asleep at the table, couldn't even keep her eyes open, didn't want to play, had no interest in it. And we just kind of called it quits around 1130, which was way too early. I was expecting us to go until 2 or 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I was too. So he felt like he was okay to drive. You know, we couldn't really stop him anyway, so the two of them left. We cleaned up the house. Everybody else went on their own ways. By the time it was all said and done, it was about 1245, and Heather and I went to lay down to go to sleep. Well, my phone rings. 
I pick it up and it's my friend calling. He says, hey man, uh, the cops have me here hmm. and I need somebody to come and pick me up. They won't let me drive. And I was like, oh shit, I can't believe you were drinking and now you got pulled over. I guess you're lucky they're not taking you to jail. So that was all the information he gave me before I left the house. So I leave the house and I head to where he's supposed to be. And I can't find his car anywhere. I can't find his car and I can't find his car. And I'm just kind of going in this giant circle. It's a couple miles to go up this highway and then turn around and come back down and I can't find his car. I keep calling him. He's not answering, not answering, not answering. Finally, he calls me back and he's like, oh yeah, we're not actually at that place. They made us go further down the road. So you have to come even further down than where you were. Great. He's like, but don't come where we are. The cops can't know you're here. He's like, pull over into the Bank of America on the side of the road. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of weird. So I did what he said. I pulled into the Bank of America and I have my car parked. It's it's pitch black. There's it's not a well lit parking lot. Out of nowhere, this this white Econo van comes flying into the parking lot, pulls right behind me and slams on the brakes. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm about to die or get carjacked or something. It's the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> White Econo line, remember? <laughs> so this guy gets out and walks up to my window, and I didn't want to roll my window down. It was this skinny little white dude. He starts knocking on the window. And I, dude, you're like 6'4. It's like 2 a.m. in a not great part of town. You never, and a white van just pulled up behind me and slammed on the brakes. It's in a, it's in a bank. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm with you. Right. I mean, anything can happen, right? Uh-huh. So I cracked my window. I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm your friend's friend. Uh, I don't remember what his name was, but he was like, I need you to give me a ride over to where they are. And I was like, I've never seen this person before. I was like, so you're, you're friends with my friend? He's like, yeah, yeah. I asked him a couple questions. He's like, okay. He checked out. So I gave him a ride over to where we were supposed to be. You interrogated him right there. <laughs> well, I had to. I don't know. I don't know this guy. I'm not going to let some complete stranger get in my car. Yeah. I know how OCD you are. So we go over to where the cops are. He's there. He's like, listen, Justin, uh, we were driving and she started attacking me. And he starts showing me like he's all cut up and stuff. I mean, he's got like, cuts on his face, scratches. I was like, holy crap. He's like, yeah. And I pushed her. So she like hit her head on the window. When nice. She was attacking me. And he's like, the cops are, are holding her because she's the one that started the fight. But they won't let me drive because I've been drinking. I know the cops. So they're not going to take me to jail at least. And I was like, okay, so what's the deal? He's like, well, my friend is going to drive my car home. And... I'm getting a ride home with the guy in the van, I guess. And he's like, I need you to take my wife home. <laughs> that, is, that is not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. So I was like, well, I guess. I mean, I, I'm not going to say no to you at this point. I mean, I'm a good friend, right? So the cop comes up and takes my ID, and she's asking me all these questions, making sure I'm not drunk, and I'm telling her all this stuff. And she's like... Okay, we're going to let her out, but I have to warn you, she doesn't have any shoes because she threw them out the window. She was trying to hit him in the face with them, and she really has to go to the bathroom. She's been complaining she needs to pee for the last two hours. Okay. <laughs> so they were like, you need to hurry and find her a restroom. So she gets in my car, and we start heading down the road. I don't even know where they live. I haven't been to their house. So we're heading down the road, and I pull into a gas station. She's like, I, I need to go to the bathroom, but I don't have any shoes. Can I borrow your shoes? <laughs> you loaned her your shoes. I, I didn't know what else to do, so I loaned her my shoes. She was wearing so she had no socks on. No, she had no socks on. This is a stripper. Yes, dirty stripper, cheap B rate stripper. I, I don't know. I, wouldn't <laughs> I don't know what her rate was. <laughs> Put her feet in your shoes. I loaned her my shoes. So she gets out and she goes up to the window of the gas station. And the guy won't let her in because I guess they only do like cash transactions through the little window. They won't actually let people in. So she's knocking on the door, pulling on it. He won't let her go. So she comes back to my car and she's like, I'm just going to go around the corner and pee. <laughs> <laughs> she's just going to go pee in the bush, basically. Right. Well, then a cop pulls in and she's like, oh, shit, I can't do that. So she goes and gets back in the car. And I'm like, can I have my shoes back? I need to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my shoes. I put them back on. And she's like, 
doing the I got a potty dance, like bouncing up and down in my car. <laughs> like, please don't pee in my car. Please don't pee in my car. So I take off down the road. She's like, I need to go somewhere. If, if we don't find some place soon, you're gonna have to pull over and let me go on the side of the road. And I was like, I can if you want. She's like, no, 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 keep driving. <laughs> okay. That's funny. So I see an exit ramp for a, a Whataburger. Uh-huh. So I pull off and uh, head over there, pull in the parking lot. She's like, okay, okay, give me your shoes. <laughs> so Man. I, I give her my shoes again. So I give her my shoes, and luckily the Whataburger was still open on the inside. So she went in, did her business, came back out, gave me my shoes again, and I drove her home. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? So I get her home, I drop her off, came back home, and like, they were doing all this construction, so it took me way longer than I should have to get home. It was awful, too. Like, I hit traffic at 4 a.m. somehow on a weekend, <laughs> and then I ran into a train, so I just sit there and wait for the train to go by, and the construction. I, mean, I didn't get home until, like, 6 a.m., and we had to get up at 10 a.m. We had to be at the school at 10 a.m. to uh, yeah. proc your test. Yeah. So I got no sleep, all because my friend and his stripper wife decided to get really drunk. <laughs> And I still never really got an explanation for, like, why they got in the fight until a week later when I finally got a hold of my friend. And he basically said that she wanted to go to the bathroom really bad, but she were, had some kind of phobia of going to the restroom in a public place. But she went to Whataburger. <laughs> Which never really made a lot of sense to me because she's a stripper. Like, I, I don't understand why she'd have a phobia of going to the bathroom in a public place. <laughs> she pees on her patron. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's my funny story. That's that's one of many stories from this friend. Oh, I'm going to say something else later. <laughs> Man. Well, yeah, at least I, I never call you at two in the morning to come pick me up and my stripper wife because I'm not married. To <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> horse to cleases. I don't know about horse to sleeves. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's wow. That just goes to show you the length of a, a good friend I am. I guess. You're <laughs> huh. I'll make sure I get myself in a funny predicament sometime and I'll give you a call and see if you actually answer. He's going to test that theory. That's right. I'm going to go test it right now. I'll be right back. All right. All right. I'll go ahead and tell another story. So the same friend. He calls me one day on a Sunday afternoon at like 6 p.m. and says, hey, I need help moving. And I said, oh, okay, when? He's like, well, right now. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. He's like, yeah, I'm living in my parents' house still, and they sold the house, and the new people are coming to take possession of it tomorrow, so I need all my shit out like tonight. I was like, oh, oh gosh. Okay, I guess. So I drive over to his house, and I don't live anywhere near him. I mean, it was like an hour drive to get to his place. So we get there, and... There's basically a big pile of shit in the garage. Nothing in his room was packed up. There's a couple boxes, but in general, nothing was together. And I get there, and I'm like, where's the truck? He's like, oh, I didn't get one. And I was like, so what's the what's the plan? How are we moving all this stuff? And he's like, well, I figured we just load everything into the two cars and drive to the storage place. I'm like, okay, I guess. Where's the storage place? Well, it's about an hour and 15 minutes north of here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, wow. This is not going to work. You have so much stuff. It's going to take like 30 trips. We're going to be doing this until 11 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. So this I, is on a Sunday night, this right? This on a Sunday night, yeah. So I start calling frantically every U-Haul place in the area trying to find somebody that had a truck or wasn't closed. All of them were closed. Couldn't get anything. I was like, well, shit, I don't know what we're going to do. So he, he happened to be an EMT at the time. So he had a brilliant idea of calling his boss and seeing if we could borrow the ambulance. Nice. <laughs> Put the sirens on. <laughs> so his boss said, sure, as long as we refilled it. So we went and got the ambulance, came back, loaded up with all the stuff. We, only, we made it in two trips with the ambulance. That's crazy, man. We never ran the sirens, but we did move him in the ambulance, which was kind of funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all righty, then. We didn't finish until 3 a.m. either. That's the kind of friend I am. Wow. <laughs> we'll have to test this theory even more. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, let's, you know, does our guest have a funny story? 
Oh gosh. Well, you know, it's funny when you, when you ask someone for a funny story, anything funny that has ever happened immediately shoots out of their brain. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We've noticed that. <laughs> um, but, but I have been thinking long and hard and it wasn't, it, it was, it didn't happen today, but it happened not too long ago. So I have a routine every day. I get up, I leave the house at seven thirty. I go to the gas station, I pick up my coffee, and I go to work, right? Mm -hmm. Do this every day, see the same people, same old, same old. So this one day, it was like a week or so ago, I, I go to the gas station, park my car, get out of the car, go to walk in, and this guy who is at the truck next to me just gets out. He says, hey, you, will you marry me? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and I just kind of like look up. Don't make eye contact. Acknowledge his presence. Yep, he's talking to me. Turn and walk in the store. <laughs> so I go in the store, get my coffee, and I notice this guy comes in. And he's talking with his buddy. Yeah, that girl right there. I'm going to take her home. I'm going to get her to marry me. And he's just going on and on. And I'm just like, okay, don't, don't, don't make eye contact. Don't acknowledge his existence. Just go about your day. It's all a dream. So he keeps talking. He follows me. He opens the door. So so he's holding the door as I walk out. He keeps talking. You know what? No phone number, nothing. And I'm just, you know, I'm engaged. I hold up my ring like, sorry, already taken. Get in my car. I think I'm done, right? Well, of course not. We happen to be driving in the same direction. Oh, no. <laughs> For the next 10 miles. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was the most awkward situation because you're in that morning rush hour traffic so you can't like you can't pass each other you're you just can't get away from him so he's no, just, you're like, just, there you're just stuck next to each other and because right uh this summer like michigan the whole state is under horrible traffic so i can't take any alternate routes i have one way to get to where i'm going because everywhere else is under construction and he's in the same boat. And so his buddy's driving and he's just waving out his window and calling out to me this entire time. It was the most awkward situation. That has to be so weird. I hate when that happens. Right? <laughs> Does that happen to you like every week, Justin? Yeah, why do you keep doing that? <laughs> oh my God. So he, oh, he yeah. spoke just like that. Hey, you. <laughs> I will marry you. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Doing. <laughs> I'm going to take her home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But this is in Michigan, though? Yeah. This is in Michigan, yep. <laughs> he must not be from around those parts. <laughs> I know somebody crazy from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, we know quite a few. <laughs> Man, I got out the car and. Walked away. I <laughs> left my car on the road and just kept on going somewhere else. I'm going home. That's right. <laughs> I'm going home. You didn't give him the crazy look? You didn't give him the crazy eyes? Didn't. No, no. I just kind of hid. And I don't I do not do well with confrontation. I just, you know, I, I, I don't acknowledge your existence. And therefore, I hope you just go away. <laughs> You'll just disappear. So after today, she won't acknowledge we're alive, Justin. She's like, <laughs> just ignore anything we say. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> I just won't make eye contact. <laughs> exactly. Man. If, you don't, if you don't connect with them in the eyes, then that then it's like okay. I told well, they're not, they're not real. It's like hide and seek when you're a kid. If you can't see me, I can't see you. So I'm just gonna cover my eyes. Exactly. <laughs> I totally understand that completely. Until so it comes around the other side. Hey, you. I'm talking to you. Shh. Party <laughs> <Hi>, girl. <laughs> Didn't some of that stuff happen to you in Seattle? Oh yeah, yeah. That totally happened to me in Seattle. Except for 
okay, we were walking, so I didn't have the car to, like, shield me. My boss, she lives in Seattle, and I went to visit her. And so we had gone into the Nike store, and I had gotten some tennis shoes. And so I decided to wear them out because my feet were really sore. She said, oh, Heather, just wear them. They're comfortable. And I said, okay, great. So I put them on. We wear them out. And I had on this, like, Nike workout jumpsuit thing. I don't know. It's like it's just like a sweatshirt and a like pair of pants, like workout pants, and it was just comfortable. And so I'm walking by, and there's this group of people sitting on this tables, or they were sitting on something. I don't know what it was. And all of a sudden, I hear this like whistling, and hey, and I'm like, oh crap, like is that like who are they talking to? And sure enough, like you said, you know, oh no, like they're talking to me. Crap. So that basically happened and it's like, oh, girl, you better go get that girl. You can marry her. You can make her your wife. Same, same thing. It was crazy. So I totally understand. So creepo. Except for I didn't have my car to shield me. So it was it was not so good. So you say you're engaged. Where's the fiance at? He wasn't there around? Uh, no, wait, he doesn't drive with me to work. He he works somewhere else. <laughs> well, I don't know if he was like, y'all get up the same routine, go to the same gas station at the same time. He's already chained to her. She puts him in the car. That's <laughs> 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 work. You're going no. to work there, pretty boy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm nicer than that. I only chain him up at home. He's in the basement with the rest oh. of the comic creators. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's some funny stories, man. I'll tell you what. It's a good thing I'm not up for it because you know mine are never funny. They're just tragic. <laughs> I mean, to you guys, it's funny. I'm the one that's getting hurt and you guys think it's funny. <laughs> it usually is. Yeah. So you know what? I noticed what you didn't say. You didn't give a shout out to our guys that help us pay the bills around here. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Talk about our headphones, man. No, if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do that. Number one, go to tweakedaudio.com and use promo code comical at checkout. They have seven different styles of headphones and seven different colors, including wood, which I know is Miguel's favorite because he likes to put a little wood in his ear. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mine are red. Thank you very much. If you use uh, the promo code comical at your checkout, you're going to get one-third off the cost of your order plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. Uh, the headphones are fantastic. They're uh, noise-canceling. And they have flat cable design that prevents uh, tingling. Yeah, I know you make like the noise canceling, you know, ever since I try to holler at you from the cubicle. Hey, hey, you! <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> yeah, you want to ignore people. These are perfect. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they work really well. I tried them out on the plane to Seattle. They worked perfect. Block out all the engine noise, that whirring, whirring sound, you know? That's how you wind up in Oregon. <laughs> you get off the plane so that's one way you can help the show another way is if you can paypal us directly which is our email address comicalpodcast at gmail.com and we accept pesos yes we do <laughs> because paypal converts it for us you want to do a little bit of uh, comics movie and tv news of course we always do that I was waiting for that that's what I live for except for trivia which I suck at <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a slow week for news there's not a whole lot that was announced but there was a couple things uh, first Marvel's going to be doing a series of Rocket Raccoon and group variant covers in November. Okay. So all across their, their line of books, they're going to be variant covers with those two characters. It's pretty cool. I know if you're a big fan of Rocket and Groot from the new Guardians movie, find something cool. I'm Groot. Speaking of that, uh, Groot now has a cell phone, and you can text Groot. <laughs> really? What's that number? 866-740-4531. Uh, do I got to pay? I don't think you have to pay anything other than the cost of the text, but... The only message you ever expect to get back is, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to have a little bit of fun, you can try that. Get that number out one more time. 866-740-4531. Okay. 866-740-4531. That's not the number. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Man. I thought you were going to go with one 900 You Heathers think alike. I don't know. <laughs> we're all connected. You just don't know. 
We're taking over the world slowly. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Absolutely. I've already been planning. A little bit of uh, TV news. Okay. Uh, James Darcy, who is most well-known for being in the new movie Let's Be Cops, was just recently cast as Jarvis in the uh, Agent Carter TV show. He's going to be working for Howard Stark, Tony Stark's father. Okay. And it's going to be the live person, not uh, Jarvis, the robot voice. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. All right. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then uh, Nick Tarabay, uh, who played Asher on Spartacus, was just recently cast as Digger Harkness, which is Captain Boomerang in the new Flash TV show and also on Arrow. So speak with an accent? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm happy with that. That's fine. <laughs> I like how that show is using so many actors from Spartacus. <laughs> yeah. They really are. <laughs> Look here, Crixus. <laughs> hey, Manu Bennett was the perfect choice for Destro. We've talked about that before. Like, I, I love Manu Bennett. He's fantastic. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners know that. <laughs> they know it now. Now know it again. I know. Exactly. Right? And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Jose. <laughs> <laughs> The last thing that was kind of interesting to me, at least, is that Kevin Smith's Tusk movie yes. uh, is actually going to be, he's having it released as a comic book as well from Dynamite. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. So I thought that would be kind of a awesome. weird and interesting comic to yeah. check out. Oh, I can't wait. Concerned. <laughs> I'm not. Remember when I took the picture inside the Tusk mask with yes. the horse mask on? <laughs> Tusticles. <laughs> the, the new one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's it for news. There's not a whole lot this week, like I said. That's cool. I do want to let our listeners know that we're doing a giveaway. We haven't done one of those in a while. Mm-hmm. Hey. We get way too much stuff. Uh, not, not, not too much. Get away, Just get enough. Away, get away now. <laughs> <laughs> what you giving away? We're giving away a copy of Undertow Volume 1. Hey! hey which what? we've talked about several times this episode. <laughs> Did he sign it? No, it's not signed. But mm. I'm, I might be able to get that to work out. I could probably mail it to Steve and give it to Oh, I thought you were going to forge it. <laughs> 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 Sign it, the great Steve Orlando, <laughs> like crayon or something. <laughs> if you're interested in getting your hands on this free copy, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram. That's it. Uh, wow. Our Instagram name is Comical Podcast, just like it is everywhere else. And you can do the random computer drawing again. And we're going to do it randomly, uh, probably in two weeks. Okay. So two Thursdays from now, which will be October second. Wow, a week after the return from where? Alamo City Con. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So make sure to listen October 2nd and see if uh, you win. Ms. Heather, would you like to tell everybody where they can go donate to your Kickstarter and whatever else you want to share? Sure, yeah. You can stalk me on Twitter at at Heather Antos. That's Heather spelled the normal way, Antos, A-N-T-O-S. And if you Google Unlawful Good, we actually come right up on the front page, which is exciting. Um, So you can find our Kickstarter that way, or you can follow me on Twitter. It's the best way. I'm pretty much tweeting about it every 30 seconds, so you'll unfollow me probably about two minutes after you start following me. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, me at Twitter at Heather Antos and uh, check out Unlawful Good. Cool. Also, note on the Kickstarter app if you have it for iPhone, I was able to pull your your information right there as well. Unlawful Good is there, so that's why I was reading and saw the little video of you talking and whatnot. So yeah, <laughs> I stopped it halfway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Aww. Oh, we'll, be, we'll be contributing later this week. Definitely excited for this one. I'm excited that you were excited. We will be tweeting as well. So you go ahead. You do the best Twitter information. Go ahead, throw it out there, man. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at, at Comical Podcast, Miguel at, at Comical Podcast 2, and Heather at, at Comical Podcast 3. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. Uh, we're also available on iTunes and Stitcher, and we need reviews. For so, free. So if you're listening on either one of those platforms, please go out there and write us a five star review. We'd really appreciate it. 
Uh, lastly, we're still looking for people to write in for Dear Lord Horse to Cleese because we got that segment going next week. <laughs> we have a few letters, but I could always use a few more. So uh, write into comicalpodcast at gmail.com. And that's pretty much it. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, can I get some different stories? I'm getting tired of the Jerry Springer moments on this show. I constantly got to tell people to go big or go home. <laughs> it's just your MO. That's, 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 what, that's what I stand for. <laughs> well, Heather, do you want to close out the show? Uh, I don't know how you normally close out the show, but I can try. We just tell our listeners to keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs> I will say that. Go ahead, ma'am. Close us out. All right. So I, uh, on behalf of Comical Podcast, I'd like to thank all you bitches for listening and sticking around this long. I don't know how you do it. But until next time, my name is Heather Antos, and this is Comical Podcast. Mm-hmm.